Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. To find out more, download episodes wherever you get podcasts, or visit us online at cityonahillgaming.com, or by sending us an email at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. You can also support us on patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. We hope you enjoy our show. And other bit of good news is the uh, jamming signal that uh, was causing us difficulties that we were trying to work around. Uh, it cut off uh, while we were recovering. Alistair, that is not good news. No, it is good news. They we are, just have to work quickly. They are here. Uh, um, I'll get back on the um, the horn with the ship. Uh, send everybody to battle stations, power up the weapon systems. We're probably going to have some pirate visitors in the next uh, hour or so, I would say. Uh, well, Roger that, Captain. Um, do you need extraction? Uh, we'll be we'll be extracting the crew from the ship. Apparently, the AI dumped the fuel once they were stranded here. So that you're going to have to. Readings. Yeah, you're going to have to cover us as we get the um, crew out of here. We will be loading them on the shuttle post haste. I go back so over Captain, to. We'll move as close as we can to um, give you facilitate. Uh, co- yes, appreciate. Give you cover and facilitate transport. I go back over Excellent. to Sylvia. I have mm-hmm. two questions for you. Please speak. When are you supposed to be picked up? Unknown. Uh, As once the the trap that pulled us out of hyperspace was triggered, uh, a drone should have been sent as part of that. That uh, message drone would need to arrive one or more vessels to salvage the ship and extract me would have needed to be dispatched travel times it is difficult to say did they estimate for you not especially no can you turn the systems back on so we can rescue the crew that is why we are here yes i can do so Captain. One moment. Please Done. do then. <laughs> Done. Uh, when you see uh, a number of frustratingly orange and red lights in front of you uh, turn green. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Hey, hey, Um, I, I, we're opening up those doors right now for y'all. Uh, understood. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be right out. Uh, thanks. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Who's moving to the shuttle and who's doing what else? Sorry. Um, Wynn is like that lady at the airport who's responsible to explain to all the angry people what's wrong and how they're going to fix it. And I love that voice. Uh, <laughs> you know, just by another, it's fine. We're going, you're, you're flat to take. I just love that. Sorry. That's just, <laughs> you're very comforting. Oh, and for some reason, so unintentionally, Shiana is, I don't know, vaguely Eastern European. And I don't know why that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I, I lost the it. voice love from it, five it. minutes into the first session, and I haven't gotten it back yet. So I now know. I'm, I don't know, Ukrainian <laughs> or something. Bulgarian or yeah, something? Yeah. I don't I'm know. enjoying vaguely Slavic otter. Yeah, I don't really, that wasn't on purpose. Her ancestors are African, but that's beside the point. I don't know what happened. I lost, I lost the actual voice at it, some it's point. Like, um, it's like in The Expanse, like the... Um, 
the one like Martian like city was a whole bunch of people from India and Pakistan and like one family from Texas. And the Texans <laughs> managed to infect everybody with their accent and nobody knows why. That's also fair. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Okay. Actual thing in that series. Okay. While they're while they're moving the crew, I start meticulously unplugging things that are necessary to remove the server from the storage space. Okay. Uh, in that case, let me get you uh, to... Uh, I, hmm, I'm trying to think if there's a... Well, I don't think we're there's a move involved in this. This is just something you're doing. You're not... I mean, you're doing it with purpose, but you're not under immediate danger yet or anything like that. Can I... Um, can so I technician I think, techno techno babble? Well, so that I have no, advantage. Technician and techno babble both give you advantage. Okay. Oh, separately from each other. Okay. Right. They they are not doing things. Okay. Hey Ryan. It's, it's always better if you don't have to roll anything and can just do it. I oh, I mean that's fair. Go with that. <laughs> that's fair. For um, sure. I'm not uh, used to is... systems where that works. <laughs> Great. Um. Yeah. So who's taking the shuttle? Um, I'm going to say let's let's send Wynn and Trever back with the first batch of people and I'll stay here with Shiana just in case something. Just in case this AI does something unexpected and unpleasant and needs to be disconnected a little more rapidly. Let's let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, Trever can play taxi. Yeah, Wynn's happy to go. I mean, she's not like looking forward to it, but she's happy to go help the crew. Can, um, can the airlock that was disabled that prevented us from just docking be turned back on, Grant? Probably. That would be something you would do. Oh, I was just going to ask her to do it. No, that, that'd that be something you would do, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, uh, you're a technical person. <laughs> I need, uh, I find a panel. Great. Uh, as you start working on that, you get another call from the ship. This time it's your XO. Captain? Yeah, what's up? We have inbound. All right, um, you know, prepare to engage. We'll do what we can on this end. Um, looks like two light minutes out, maybe a little less. It will be the Crimson Reavers. Uh, Power it up and, you know, they're pirates. Like, be ready. <laughs> Roger that, Captain. Uh, and about that time, you get uh, a, a message broadcast. Or, hold on, Captain, I'm, I'm getting a message. Yeah, patch it through. Attention, Glacius. This is Captain Hadrian of the Crimson Reavers. I'm sorry to inform you that due to uh, outside interference from uh, what appears to be a TCO ship, we are going to have to change the plan. We had intended, of course, to uh, honor our agreement, but... It appears that that may be a little too much trouble, not to mention, of course, that the amount of credits you were offering was, shall we say, outbid by somebody offering more for your hardware and data separately. As a result, uh, the torpedo is in... I, I want to actually like cut this off and um, like go to the ship while he's still monologuing, shoot oh, him yeah. out of the sky. <laughs> oh yeah, you're welcome to do that. Uh, okay. But everyone else is still hearing the inbound torpedoes are, of course, uh, 
part of this change of bargain, but I thought you should know rather than be disappointed. Well, be shocked and appalled at our betrayal. You need to know, you know, the reasons for this change of tack. I do apologize. Perhaps we'll do better next time. Not you, but us. I, I like really how you somehow kind of countermeasures take down those torpedoes. I like how you somehow managed to just it. it's not you, it's me. And <laughs> and I'm so, getting distinct Magrathea voice from you on this one, and I love it. I'm happy to hear that. Big like like guy who has to use the intercom at work because it's part of his job, but he really hates doing it. Yeah. So there's just like a standard <laughs> monotone that he just falls into as he reads you the script. That's Great. uh yeah. Love him. All right. Um, I think we need some keep your cool rules here. Ryan, let me get uh, Shiana to roll keep your cool. And you do have advantage on this because you are, this is a keep your cool rule to do what you're trying to do. Disconnect this uh, this thing. And that's stalwart? Yes, you're rolling stal okay. stalwart, but you're rolling it with advantage. Okay. Which is 3d6, keep the better two. I really should have known from the tone of your voice from the crew that something was not right. I knew something about that bothered me. So okay. that's a six total, I guess. Uh, yes, that is a six. Okay. Disappointing. Uh, okay, so yeah, I get to make a, a move here. Um, there's a tremendous impact on the vessel. The good news is these things are pretty bulky. The bad news is you're starting to lose atmosphere as a torpedo strikes, thankfully, on the other side of the cargo area you're working on. Um, and when, let me get you to uh, keep your cool as well, because you're having to rush the dock. You're out in space. You know, it's you're piloting. This is not great. OK, so I'm just doing a D three D6 rolls. Uh, you're rolling. It's a you. Is there anything that's giving you advantage on this? I don't believe there is in this case. Um, yeah, the 3D, so you're rolling 2d6 is advantage. 2d6 oh, okay. plus stalwart. The good news is your stalwart's a plus one. Perfect. Okay, thanks. All right, so that's a one and a five, plus one is seven. So that's good. So you have a choice here. Okay. Uh, you do it, but you have disadvantage going forward. You suffer one stress or... You give up something, leave something behind, or take something with you. I get to say what? Ooh, I want to give up something or take something. P pick one. Oh, I have to pick one of those. I thought you got to pick. Um, I'm gonna take something. Well, you you pick that option. Okay, so you're you're um you're choosing that. Yeah. Okay. Give up something, leave something behind. Yeah. You. What ends up happening is you are just you're rushing to get uh, the crew uh, docked. You know, you're the shuttle docked, the crew on board, right? Mm -hmm. um, you get both uh, crew members on board. Mm -hmm. They are trying to bring, you know, uh, ships, logs, all the usual uh, stuff that they are supposed to bring when they abandon ship. You have to leave all of that behind, okay. which means there's no proof of what's going on here uh, that belongs to your client. Only their word, you know, like, you know, it's the crewman's word which is fine, but there's no log data from the ship. Okay. 
So I'm, I'm rushing them so fast. Come on, come on, come on. We got to go. Um, I don't let them take time to, to gather their logs and their data and stuff. We, we leave that. Yes. But we make it across. You, you have them on board. Mind you, your other crew members are still in the cargo hold, mm -hmm. which right as you detach shudders horribly as a torpedo impacts the side of the vessel. Somewhat disconcerting. Mm -hmm. Who's doing what? Alistair's going to get back on the comms and be like, yo, where's the countermeasures? <laughs> They're deployed, Captain. We didn't ex uh, we didn't get a good lock on the torpedoes, uh, especially these uh, that were fired first. I you assume see, that if they fire explosion. more, you'll get a better lock on the next batch because we um, won't take too many more hits like that. Understood. Get aboard, sir, and we'll get you out of here. I assume I should have some kind of consequence for my six. Um, yeah, I thought we, yeah, we did that already. That's the, uh, that's the torpedo. Oh, oh, it hitting. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That was, that was the consequence of, I gotcha. Okay. Of your failed role there is the was vessel the is the cracked open and is rapidly uh, leaking atmosphere. Gonna, hey, at least we can't leak oil. That's already been dealt with. No, don't talk to me about <laughs> I've been doing car repairs for two weeks. <laughs> that's um, fair. Oh, oh, mine's in the shop too. I get it. Yeah. It's not great. Um, I, I look at the computer. I apologize. I'm going to have to do this more quickly than you like. Understood, given the circumstances. I go back oh, to well. unplugging things. You can tell that uh, you see lights starting to blink out. It looks like she has started some sort of shutdown sequence. I'm going to unplug everything that connects her to the rack, except right. the power, until I know she's shut off. If I can do, If I can make it that long. I don't know if this is like a Windows sequence where shutdown is going to take five minutes or if it's fairly efficient. Uh, it's pretty quick. Hmm. I mean, I've got a fair number of things to disconnect her from technically, but. Yeah, Um, that depends. Uh, who's who's there with you, Alistair? Yeah. I believe so. Cool. Alistair, what are you doing to uh, help, help out here? Um, uh, other than yelling at the ship. <laughs> Basically, just like if anything like starts moving towards him or something, I will wave it away. I'm I'm running interference so he can work, but or I guess the player character is a she. But all right, um, then Shiana, why don't you do an act quick? Um, okay, because you are you're cutting it close here. Right? That is with slick. Okay, yeah, and so you're you're trying to do this as quick. You know, when you have that moment of okay, down unplug, right, right. Okay. Um, uh, slick. That is a net total of a two. It's not great. No, it's not. Alistair. Yeah. We should have done this beforehand. Are you, you're helping out, you said? I'm basically just trying to create space for him to do his thing. That sounds like you're doing a lean on me, supporting his efforts. Sure. So give me that uh, roll with Stalwart there. Okay. Uh, only a six, unfortunately. A six. Okay. Um, this is literally my best stat, and I roll a six. Well, unfortunately, sometimes this is how it goes. Um, that said, uh, Ryan, roll me one more die because you're you are acting with advantage here because this is all technical stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so four plus two minus one is five. Instead of it's two, five, it's that's not less two. bad. All right. Well, I've, I've done what I can for you. You are right in as you're trying to disconnect this power gives out on the uh, the deck that you're on. And right. you or no, you know what? 
we'll do it differently. Alistair, you get sucked off your feet towards the gap. Okay. Oh, the hole uh, from talking... where the explosion was. Okay. Yes. <sighs> um, I'll look around for anything that I can use to like catch myself. Um. Okay. We'll cut. Uh, get back to you. Uh, Win and Trever, you've got the crew full com- crew on board. What are you doing now? Uh, gas pedal down for the uh back to the ship to drop off the crew and come back and get Captain. Okay. Yep. Just helping the crew, making sure everybody stays calm and is able to get across easily. All right. Uh, you're able to do that, and then you hear over the comms. Uh, shoot. Uh, Alistair? Oh, no. I'm floating here. <laughs> might Now might not be the best time. What you got for me? <laughs> uh, no, that that was uh, Wynn and uh, Trevor hearing hearing that. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do? Uh, we heard that, that like, over comms. The ship calling Captain? Sorry, what? It sounded I, like I the ship was calling that. to Peter. Well, no, okay. I, I was saying Shiana was going, oh, no. Oh. Oh. Um, well, we've got to get the bodies back alive. Um, the bodies. <laughs> we got to get the crew back. Um, is as far as spaces of like, is would we know that Alistair is being sucked out of the ship? Uh, that depends. Has anyone told you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Probably not. Then, uh, no. So then my. My first thought process and my my whole thought here is get to the DOS, get them unloaded, and get back. Okay. Can I use jury rig to make something out of the cabling around me to throw towards him? Oh, you absolutely can. Yay. Um. Okay. Calculating. Um. Uh. Two d six. Oh. This is a. This is a. This is one of my. This is one of my moves. Yes, it sure is. So does that make uh, it advantage or just the 2d6? Well, are you spouting technobabble about what you're doing? Sure. Um, wait, let me find the technobabble list. I always like to use the list. Um, okay, so I need to pick from down the list. I am going to decouple several, several of her cables, um, unravel them, and then uh, temporarily combine them together and... Yada yada, um, fling them in his general direction for him to grab onto. Great, Alistair, you are grabbing onto. I'm going to say the outside edge of the hull. Okay. The the classic, you know, I'm being blown out. My feet are being, you know, are his feet are in space. The rest of him's in inside. Space. The rest yeah. of him's hanging, you know, by by his fingertips on the hull. Classic, you know, I'm about to fall, but up kind of thing that she's getting in space okay. uh yeah go ahead and roll me that uh so 3d6 plus calculating yeah 3d yeah 3d6 okay so that is 10 yeah. total that's a 10 total excellent all right so two things it won't take long to do it will okay. do exactly what you want okay. it won't break the first time you use it pick two um okay right it won't break the first time i use it it'll do exactly what i want and it won't take as long as i think it won't take long to do. I won't take long. 
Sounds like the so, first two are the ones. I was going to say, is it, is it won't break while the first time I'm using it or after the first time I'm using after. it? I don't need it to work but once. I hope. Um, first two. Excellent. You whip a line out there, uh, perhaps attaching others as it goes past, and get a, a line out to him secured somewhere. Alistair, you're attaching it to yourself or pulling yourself yeah. in in some, some way? Yeah, I'll... I'll uh... I mean, since he rolled a 10, I'm going to assume that this comes like straight for me. I can just grab it. And it does exactly what, what he wants. Chip. Yep. Much obliged. We are out of time. Grab what you can and let's get out of here. I think I'm All only right. taking the primary unit. Uh, Better yes. than nothing. <laughs> I think uh, that's you, where I've landed on this. You have disconnected the data cables running into that uh, secondary system. Yeah. Secondary system. There is one bot left, by the way. It oh, that hasn't been sucked into space yet. Yes. Okay. Um, is he still functional when she's powered down? Uh, yes. Okay. It's, it's currently trying to uh, pick up the server rack. And actually, because gravity is off, it's succeeding. Okay. Very slowly. And not really thinking a whole lot about mass not stopping once it's up. Good. Okay. Um. I poke it on the head and point the direction I want it to help me move it. Right. It starts helping you out. Okay. Okay. Um, we head towards, I don't know where we head towards somewhere. They can come back and dock to, um, I guess. Breaver. First off, who's driving? I am cool. Um, there is a, you know, there's the dock, uh, the the pat or the hatch where you guys initially came in. There is also a giant hole. <laughs> there is the giant hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, hey, Alistair's already next to the giant hole. It does have advantages, I suppose. Um, I mean, let's not hit him. <laughs> I mean, he literally uh, drifts so we, in. We still don't know that Alistair's got his issues. Um, so we're going to go back to the dock the closest to where we know the server is and all that stuff we're picking up. I mean, he should okay. be able to see Peter flailing outside of it like a wacky way being inflatable two men at a car dealership. I mean, you can also <laughs> talk to each other. Uh, it yeah, the opposite that's end of true. The ship? Uh, Trevor uh, and when yeah. you see an enormously bright flare of light off uh, in the direction that you think the first torpedo must have come from. Um, you're pretty sure the Desmond Doss managed to shoot down another torpedo. Excellent. That's good. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm very relieved by that. Your your uh, your visors go almost pitch black automatically to compensate. <laughs> it's still bright. Treva. Quickly. It's like quickly. they took down a nuclear torpedo. We need to move. <laughs> yeah. Alistair's at that opening that used to be a wall. <sighs> okay. Um, I'll, if, if it's depending on the, whatever's closest, if I need to, I'll circle over to the, the hole in the wall. Um, but depending how far I am from like spatially, what those distances look like. Get him uh, first. I still have to get the unit to the door. Okay. I'll swing, swing around and, uh, I'm like, I'm assuming this is a backdrop, like a shuttle, like a, uh, TNG shuttle where the backdrop's out. Uh, it sure. sure can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, out of curiosity. So yeah. I'll swing around 
back to the I hole. I can't imagine it would be nearly that grungy if it wasn't like a hatchback, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, swing around, drop the hatch, and let Peter let go and fall in. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna basically like well no, I, I reeled myself back to being by um Ryan's PC, uh Shiana. Oh, did you actually, I didn't know if you came all the way back in or not. Okay. Yeah, I, I reeled myself back in on the cable. Um so I'll help you like, you know, shove stuff on board, but it's you know, it's like Oh, I ha- I am going to have words for these pirates as soon as I'm back on the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we uh, push the one unit on the thing on, onto the shuttle. That's the word I wanted. There we go. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you guys managed to, you know, with just a moment's work, change the direction that the server rack is moving in space and push off Fine. with it. Yeah. Okay. There uh, we go. <laughs> And between that and your rather ponderous shuttle, managed to basically scoop the four of, well, the three of you and a giant box of data um, out of the sky. And it as looks soon sweet. as they're safe and board, we gun it for the DOS. Awesome. Um, when? Yep. You're trying to rescue your your friends from the cold darkness of space and also very hot, bright parts of space. How you feeling? Well, the adrenaline has surely kicked in, but I think she's probably, you know, white knuckle gripped on her seat and trying to just breathe through the terror. Okay. I'm glad you're doing that. That's good. All right. Um, let's do this then. You guys are, once you're all back aboard the shuttle, the DOS can move to closer to you, pick you up and start trying to fight out of here. I assume once you get the shuttle on board, you guys are jumping out and running to the bridge. Yeah. Full sprint. Yeah. Right. Anybody not doing that? I, I mean, I stay long enough to pat the unit on the, cause she's still powered off. Yeah. And not plugged in. And I, I, is there like some kind of, I know there would be on, on C3PO. Cause that's the example we used earlier. Is there a switch I can use to turn the droid off? I'm going to say you can disable it. Okay. Cause I don't want him touching. There anything may not be an official switch. But oh, you okay, can that's fine. <laughs> you can make an unofficial switch. If nothing else, you have a shotgun. I'd rather not break him, but yeah, I want him to not touch anything either. Um, I shut the droid down, and then I pat the a the server, and I'm like, uh, "Sorry, I'll be back." Um, Sounds good. I make sure she's nowhere near power, and I assume I left the generator on the ship, right? The generator was yeah. in the other unit I didn't bring. Well, there was a backup uh, unit in there. You got a chance to look in there as you were disconnecting. There was a backup unit. There was the giant transmitter that was being used to dump data and right. communicate uh, partly with you guys. And uh, a few other. Like, is, is there any like system? Is there any like remote power source on what I brought with me? Yes, there's a little bit of one. Okay, if it has its own actual independent mechanical switch, I turn it off. Okay. So that the system can't, like, boot on LAN or whatever. Gotcha. All right, you do that, and then you're booking it to the, to the bridge? Uh, I'll go to the Maybe engine the room. Engineering? Engine, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to the engine room. Sounds yeah. good. This, then, sounds like a good opportunity to do a little ship combat, and then hopefully we can wrap things up and have you guys out of here. We haven't done ship combat. Okay. We have not, which is one reason I wanted this to happen this way. So I'm very excited that it did. Click the button.
Okay. So, um, here's the good news. You guys are basically going to tell me what you're doing, right? And we'll, you know, we see what happens, right? It works just like uh, the rest of it does. Everything else, right? And if I'm not mistaken, we have sensor array and lasers. Yes, you have a sensor array. You have lasers. Lasers are what you're going to roll for um, your firefight move, right? Or you're going to use your lasers for that. But basically, you're using firefight or uh, recover or any of the other basic moves or any moves that you have uh, that apply, any of that sort of stuff. It's the same basic moves, but you have a ship. You're doing it with your ship as opposed to with yourself and your gear. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so first first question for you, what's the priority here? Escape, shooting down pirates, what? I mean, I think probably escape because we've got a bunch of innocents on board. I second that. Yeah. I have some comments about the word innocent, but yes. The crew? They were in on it. <laughs> no, they were, were they? not. Yes, they were. They no, made they a deal as in. well. That is no, what the were... pirate captain was talking about. They also the had a deal with... and he went back on them. No, he made two the deal deals. deal was with Ryan. The deal was with the AI. He, he specifically <laughs> said he took a different deal and was going to blow them up even though he was supposed to rescue them. Right. He was he was reneging on the deal he had made with the AI. I took it as he was reneging on the deal he made with the crew of the ship and he was no. taking the AI's deal. No, they were they were they were prisoners. <laughs> oh. the, they were not in on any of this. They I misinterpreted Grant's tone yeah. when the prisoners were talking. Yeah, no, they were confused as to what had happened. <laughs> oh, I thought they were definitely in on it based on how he no. did that voice. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. That was that was, uh, that was was a panicky dude who'd been stuck in space for two days and trapped in a crew cabin with, an, with basically his trucker buddy. Oh, I thought that was a panicky dude who was stalling for time because he was busted. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then we can, we can run. That's fine. I, I, I took that a different way. Okay. I apologize if I misled you there. This is a guy who has been... Imagine being stuck in your car for three days. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We can, we can, we can I mean, just your leave. Car's got, you know, it, it's... Or, or like, you know, a one-bedroom apartment that you're sharing with someone else. And you just can't leave the whole time. Okay. You just cannot leave. Okay. Then uh, I just yell, punch it, chewy, and we leave. Also, it's in space. Yes, um, also, it's in space. <laughs> Your one-bedroom unattached apartment in space. Yeah. Cool. Um, in that case, you're trying to get out of here? Uh, I think yeah. Ben is probably trying to get out of here, yes. Yeah, evasive maneuver and distance as possible. Sweet. That sounds like acting quick. You're, you know, using your instincts or reflexes to avoid a danger or negotiate through danger towards a goal. So that's um, slick... I have something I want to do that can happen simultaneously to this, but let's go ahead and well, go ahead. resolve, Let, obviously. Okay, what are you trying to do before I we want roll to, anything? I want to signal, like, the actual military that there's pirates here and bring, like, all the firepower down on these bad people. <laughs> okay, you do remember there is no real FDL communication. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we specifically did it that way, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did. Okay. It will, well, again, sneaker net, it's faster to go somewhere and tell someone, hey, there are pirates. Well, in that case, I will make sure that we're like 
we've got good logs of this conversation or something, but it's like, Oh, oh we're sending people back for you. Sounds <laughs> good. Um, actually I'm yeah. Um, let's okay. You know what? Let's do this instead of slick. Well, no, you go ahead and roll slick is if anybody else is helping um, the, there is fire coming in towards your ship. Um, in this case, I mean, they are not using lasers. Back. They're using uh, what appear to be mass drivers, um, basically firing chunks of material at very high speed. I'll I'll be happy to shoot back while he tries to get us out of here. Like Excellent. I'm, I've got the highest volatile score out of our group. So excellent. Uh, let's go ahead then, and you roll firefight, and we'll have uh, Traver roll uh, act quick. Act quick was a nine. Okay. Sweet. Well, I got a 12. Okay. So you get to choose three on this then. Um, you can. Um, so you're exchanging harm. Their master, uh, you, there's two harm worth of mass driver shots coming your way. I say okay. harm, damage, really. Um, damage is for ships, harms for people, blah, blah, blah. Um, so. You you see the move options there for firefight. What are your uh, what are your choices? I'm not seeing them on the ship page. Should I be just looking at the basic moves? Yeah, or... just basic moves. Oh, okay. The ship is Maybe. your tools that you have to do moves as a ship, but it's not the list of moves other than a few very specific ship moves. Oh, let's see here. So you can take evasive action and suffer minus one harm, and you can do that multiple times. Um, okay, so I'm going to say we take a evasive action and suffer minus one harm twice. Okay. And you impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy. Um, I want to I want to say, like, Alistair, like, lines up a shot that just, like, rakes right across, like, the, um, the bridge where, um, like, the command of this ship would be. And probably, like, depressurizes their bridge. <laughs> well, that's going to, okay, so you're exchanging harm here. Uh, your lasers yeah. do one harm, as I recall. Let yeah. Double, uh, let me. I mean, it, I would imagine this wouldn't actually kill anybody, but it it would definitely frighten them. Is kind of what I'm, or heck, even just like crack the glass badly or something. I mean. Yeah. No, I I get it. I'm just saying, just in terms of description, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You've got uh, lasers that do one damage, um, and they're good at all ranges, which is awesome. So. They've, there's a, a larger pirate vessel and a couple of small flanking vessels. You go right across them with that uh, laser. And it should be noted here, um, these are not fancy, glowy beams. These are not turbo lasers from Star Wars. Uh, we're talking about a focused beam of energy. So somebody looking at this would see essentially a puff as metal on the you know the hull of the pirate vessel just vaporizes under extreme heat yep <laughs> and that that's pretty and if there were anything to carry sound an audible snap as everything's superheated um you know what to just to kind of drive this home this is just more flavor but i'll say mm -hmm. like as we're doing this i'll uh 
um, I'll hail the pirate vessel on the same frequency that they, you know, sent their message to and said, our ship may be named after a pacifist, but as you can see, we are not. You can leave or you can be destroyed. Right. Your yeah, choice. Absolutely <laughs> factors in. Um, okay. Yeah, they are. They are definitely affected. And you've managed to avoid harm as well, which is excellent. Yep. Trevor, um, you're doing a good job getting out of here, but choose one of the negative consequences. I took one stress. One stress? Yep. Marvelous. Uh, they are not going to pursue since you've intimidated and dodged and done very well getting out of there. Um, noting, it looks like they have noted your heading and are turning their attention toward the vessel. All right. Not super great, but better than them shooting at us. So they can have the loot. All right. Well, good news. You're out of here. Now, let's make one. Well, should I? Sorry, I'm thinking whether I want to do something or not. Um, While you're thinking, can I do something in character that just requires other party members? Of course. Um, Shiana goes to the deck and just kind of walks over and pokes Alistair in the shoulder. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Just uh, be careful next time, okay? You know, I can't promise you that. It's a computer. <laughs> oh, I, uh, just, I turned the droid off. That was good thinking. I appreciate that. I'll leave her unpowered until we can put her back together somewhere safe. That is also appreciated. Trevor. Yep. You're engaging the hyperdrive to get out, roll alien, and let's see what happens. So one other quick one, right? Um, one other quick thing to everybody, because we had a bunch of failed rolls. Everybody has marked experience for anything they failed, right? It Ben mentioned that. I, I have marked two more now, yes. I had okay. completely forgotten about that, but yes. And the hyperdrive is just a straight roll of 2d6? Uh, with alien. With alien. <laughs> oh good i get oh. to choose two of these oh, no, hold on there's part of that missing oh no they were both ones they were in fact oh both ones. oh snake eyes oh boy <laughs> oh heavens okay all right yeah just to speed things along go ahead we're gonna mark uh you're having they're still you're jumping out in a firefight this is not great okay not to mention there's residual whatever from the uh, hyperspace interference around this area. And your calculations were, shall we say, rushed. Yep. Go ahead and mark one maintenance, mostly for engines under enormous strain, and Got one it. damage as from, we'll just say hyperspace turbulence. Things that you did not have time to calculate uh, maneuvers around. So two maintenance total? No. One maintenance, one damage. Where does uh, the, damage go? Uh, superficial hits? direct hit, hull breach adrift. Uh, okay. Got it. Got it. So should he have rolled it a plus one because we have a, we have a one modifier when there's no maintenance? It still wouldn't have affected it. Yeah, I mean, it still would have been below what you want to call it. Yeah. Just less below. <laughs> I mean, there's exactly three results, basically. Yeah. We just happen to get the lowest one. There's not gradations within those. Yeah. So maintenance is basically... Um, I'm going to have some work to do once we're clear. 
Well, if your ship is listing uh, in space because things are bad, um, you roll with the maintenance fuse. Oh, right? okay. Uh, there are a few other cases where you roll with maintenance, essentially. So right now it would be with the zero. It'd be with zero. But if it got worse, it would be with a negative. Okay. Right. Uh, also, when the maintenance fuse fills up, maintenance past due comes in. Ah. And things start breaking down. Ugh. Falcon. That's Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's very much Millennium Falcon style. Yes. Oh, all rolls are at dis. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> all ship rolls are at disadvantage <laughs> when maintenance <laughs> is good. Good, good, good. Don't do that. No, we're, we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, so good news is you make it back. Yeah. You've got an AI who we'll seems that to off not later, want to I guess. come here. <laughs> seems to be a refugee. Seems to be wanted, apparently to the point where she would flee and risk the lives of others and steal an entire cargo ship that was bound for remote outposts for her and own deal safety. with pirates and also seems to have research that she thinks is of vital importance on various alien technologies and archaeological findings. You have pirates, you have crew who've been rescued, but have left a ship behind all in all. It's been an okay day. Could have been worse. But there are, shall we say, complications outstanding. Any ambush you walk away from is a good ambush. That's right. So I would like you guys, uh, and I don't know, um, when we'll have you do this because, or not when, uh, Liz will have you do this because you're not really rolling this as yourself. You're going to roll with rank. And your oh, rank okay. is minus one. Okay, so 2d6 minus 1? 2d6 that... minus 1. This is not a character approach or anything. A 9? That's an 8? Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, the owner of the, of the vessel is somewhat happy. Santiago Aranche. Uh, Aranche, excuse me. Um, he's not thrilled, but he's got his crew. He doesn't love that there are pirates, but you've done technically what he asked you to do. You found the ship, you rescued the crew. You at least know what happened to it. It's probably not going to be there when you get back, but there might be something salvageable left. Who knows? Certainly we've got enough for an insurance claim. <laughs> You absolutely have that, although less than perhaps he would have liked since ship's logs and that sort of thing were not there, only statements from the crew. He's not thrilled well, about that. Got our, they've got our logs. They we do have your logs. Sensor logs and comm yeah. logs and stuff like that. He immediately starts muttering about how, well, it's not going to hold up in court because, you know. Ship's logs, you know, your ship's logs could be faked and all this other stuff. He's satisfied, but his disposition is actually going to go down one. That's ultimately the consequence of uh, when failing that or uh, 
giving up something, leaving something behind, uh, rescuing the crew. Sorry, guys. The good Ooh. news is that your superiors are reasonably satisfied with the work you've done. Tough situation, weird situation. You did what you could and you came out all right. And nobody died. So, <laughs> uh, Rear Admiral Desmet, in particular, uh, once you're able, uh, once you send off your report, a report comes back after a couple of days in dock with an acknowledgement, notes that pirates will have to be dealt with, orders not to uh, turn the AI back on, and that uh, specialists will be sent to collect it and your payment. So, with those difficulties, hanging over your head. We're going to wrap this up and you get to roll your ship payment move. In fact, you already did. That was the, the eight that Liz rolled. So oh, sick. <laughs> you get to choose two. And I love the ship payment roll because you get to choose uh, on a 12 plus, you choose four, 10 to 11, choose three, seven to nine, choose two, six or less. I love this. Your failures are focused on or someone else steals your glory. Choose one. Or choose two and a confrontation with a rival within your organization. Hmm. I always love that moment of, but what if we just made dramatic consequences? So, <laughs> so here's the good news. Here's what you get to choose. And if you look at the ship tab, this is the ship payment mission complete move for those who want to read along. So you get to choose two of these as a group. All right. You make the right connections within your organization Increase your duty by one. Duty is a track that uh, you get to fill up, and when it fills, your rank goes up, okay? You bring your ship in for service and reset the maintenance fuse. You get the ship patched up, remove all damage from the ship. You requisition an upgrade for your ship. You requisition a new vehicle, which involves rolling test drive. You collect your salary and have off-duty time to spend it, which means each crew member gets to roll on Hey Big Spender. I think we need to do either maintenance or damage. I would suggest we do both and leave the rest of the stuff for some future mission. My only other consideration was Hey Big Spender, but that's fine. I was thinking upgrade and Hey Big Spender because neither of them are two. It's only a single tack on each one. And there's no negative currently on maintenance. Right. Well, but don't Grant, don't we get another point on maintenance because we've completed a thing? I thought I saw that on the list somewhere. Because um, we've completed a, a session or whatever it calls it. Yes, when you complete a contract or an episode strain. So yes, your maintenance is at two. Okay, so now okay, we're at so minus then let's, one. So let's. So it, it, at uh, least we we need to do maintenance or damage, preferably maintenance, and then something else. I, I actually don't mind upgrade, but I don't know that it's necessary. Yeah, I, I I would say let's do maintenance and damage and call it a day. <laughs> Liz? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Maintenance and damage. Ben, you good? I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. You clear the maintenance fuse. You clear your uh, damage track. And there you go. You've made your selections. Resolved any consequence moves. You've used up your off-duty time and another mission awaits. And that's where we're going to wrap things up. I have one question. Yeah. Is she still technically backed up on the ship? <laughs> no. Since she they took her is unit. Not. All of her, her data research is. is. Okay. Close enough. So the databanks are full with her research. There is so much data on board your ship. Yeah, I'm going to I'll start working Shiana on, has on spent that. Yeah. 
much of the time in hyperspace literally just dumping data to spare storage devices trying to free up space on your systems so that there's essentially room to work and manually building a storage rack to dump the storage rack onto <laughs> practically yes <laughs> that's a personal project on the list <laughs> well, that that may be maintenance as well, frankly. Oh, we that's can, that's probably we, true. We also. can qualify some of it maintenance as. I guess what oh, I do with that later on is a personal project. Yes, sorting out the data may be a personal project. Oh, Absolutely. oh, we're going to poke it later. Excellent. So anyway, folks, this has been impulse drive. What do you think so far? Or I say so far. Now that we've wrapped this up, and this is the, you know, the episode that we uh, we talked about the three sessions which is about what where we wanted it to come out ryan what do yeah, you yeah, think? yeah i and i don't mean this rudely to either you or the creator it's not a shot at either of you i hate that this makes me deal with consequences differently than i'm used to in games it is <laughs> okay. deeply frustrating to me it's been a good experience i have no objections mm -hmm. but it is deeply difficult for me because okay, this so is not the kind i i am very used to your very basic d20 or even d6 systems but that don't deal in consequences from like a the consequences are all math right and that's right. not how this functions and that is not how i process games sure i mean tr you know you've you've grown up with trad games traditional role-playing games yeah like my they, furthest wonder is something from i don't know like the, not well, anything that goes to this this realm. Like roll with shoes or yeah feng shui that level of of game sure so yeah I, like i like it but it is immensely frustrating for me interesting not in a bad way necessarily just immensely frustrating you're having to change your paradigm yeah i'm i'm, I'm forced to play the game differently than i am used to and would cuz i'm i am at my core i am a very traditional min maxer Mm -hmm. And it it is very much all about what I can make the numbers do. And this Please. really doesn't care very much about what I can make the numbers do. No. Or at least really not doesn't. on the same level I'm used to. <laughs> really doesn't. And, Liz, and that makes late. it interesting. Yeah. Liz, you joined late. Thank you for joining us for the, the game, by the way. What do you Oh, think? thanks for having me. What what do you think of Impulse Drive so far? I mean, it's it is it was really, really fun, but it is very, very different um than anything I'm used to. And so I, I definitely got distracted a couple times trying to like sift through my abilities and then had to remind myself just to like tell you what I wanted to do and let you kind of worry about that. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I'm not a min maxer, but I do tend to like, I know what my characters can do. I've got my, you know, my actions ready, so to speak. So this was different, but it was very fun. Good. Uh, ben. Yeah. I think this is a game that is, ideally formulated for improv players and storytellers um that know how to work as a team it is it's it's amazing how this system is built for that mm -hmm. um and I, I i do love that aspect i i am a little bit of both ryan and liz on on this that like i like to know what the numbers are going to do but then i also like to know what my actions are going to do and so it's but it's weird being like okay now i gotta verbalize in narrative how i want this to come apart or come come happen so that you understand it as the the space master to then pick the 
move that I was expecting you to move to, to pick. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really interesting uh, mental algebra to put together. Okay. It, it, like a traditional game like 5e wants you to work together, but never makes you. And I feel like right. this almost doesn't give you an option. I mean, like it does, but like there's way you're way more incentivized to make this like a group effort than I think you right. technically have to be in something like 5e or or roll for shoes where it's just whatever happens with the dice. Right. Peter, I know you've uh, wanted to play Impulse Drive for a while. What's what's your opinion of it? Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is definitely not the first um, Powered by the Apocalypse game I've played. We played uh, Offworlders in our Saturday group, and then the Sunday group that I'm in with one of our players from Saturday and some other folks that um, have been on here, actually. We played a fairly lengthy, well, not lengthy, kind of medium-length uh, Monster of the Week game which is also powered by the apocalypse. So I'm not, I'm not dealing with like the um, paradigm shock, I guess I would call it of mm-hmm. the mechanics. I have, I have absorbed that previously. I like the approaches system. Um, I, I think like taking things like stalwart and volatile and slick and alien instead of like bodily and mental statistics does a better job of emulating the type of fiction that this is trying to emulate than forcing those kinds of stats would be. And that was kind of what I was hoping I would discover this system does when we played this. So it's, it's nice to see that working. Um, I think out of the, uh, the powered by the apocalypse games that I've played, it's between this and Monster of the Week. I'm not sure which one I like better. They're both pretty good. That's fair. Um, and, and I will have I will say I am not confident in my ability, having having run a couple sessions of this, not confident in my ability to run it with tremendous success, because just as Ryan and Liz said, there's a paradigm shift, right? And you're kind of used to, well, I know what my characters do. Well, I'm also used to knowing what characters can do mechanically as well as a GM and throwing things out and looking for places to roll. Right. And I'm sitting here going, is there really no opportunity for you guys to roll here? Huh? That's weird. You guys are just acting. And I am, I did a, I would say a somewhat bad job of jumping in with, um, with my moves as a GM. Well, you're also kind of having to be consumed with hand-holding us through, minus well, Peter, hand-holding <laughs> us through this, to be fair. Nah, a little bit, but not very much. But, I think you, know, you did great. It's, it's new... one of those things where I, I look at this and go, boy, I've got a lot of room to improve running this kind of game. Because again, I... trad games for 20 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah, enjoy I the really fact that you, that you do push us, which has been good. I think you did a great job running this. Oh, um, that's good. Because you do have a very visual way of describing things. Um, but I, this is one of those systems that I would love to see a a podcast group of actors mm. run through. Ooh. Oh, absolutely! Um, people yeah. who actually are, do the improv back and forth. Like I'm thinking of like the critical roles in the the Dimension Twenties and the all the different groups. Glass Cannon or something, yeah. If not classically trained, at least like improv trained to be mm. able to come up with all that on the spot. Because I do like this system in a sense, I think more than D and D for the podcast crowd. Sure. Uh, so I, cause this, this is a very narrative uh, game system. 
Yeah, just to kind of like um, riff off of that a little bit, I I noticed that too, where it's like um, the the mechanics are lightweight enough where that more of the time that we spend playing this is spent actually making an interesting story and less of it is spent like playing with numbers and mechanics and trying to get, you know, that sort of thing to work. And while, I mean, I enjoy like a, you know, a good tactical game as much as the next person, I think especially for um, a podcast like ours, where we're trying to avoid a lot of like heavy violence we're, you know, trying to play characters that are good role models, you know, at least to some extent. It, The system, even though it might be a little bit uncomfortable, fits really well with kind of like the goals of what we're trying to do with this whole project. And I really appreciate that about it. Well, and, and I should say, Grant, thank you, because you have you you are one of the, the GMs I know that has the ability to push me as aggressively as you know you need to out of the the math bubble and into doing the thing you you do it and justin does a good job of it too um of of forcing me to accept the system i'm playing in because i often hmm. i want to just fall back on the numbers and that is because like anytime i play a game whether it's it's a rpg or if it's like an actual video game i want to do things the mathematically correct way and so when you force me not to, um, you manage to both push and handhold at the same time, which is appreciated. Well, I mean, I'm happy to hear that. And also, I 100% get where you're coming from on that, as I grew up in min-maxi D&D 3.5 land so, and Shadowrun. So, you know. Hey, we are all of a certain age here. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, like, or at least several of us are. <laughs> I, I only know the math of Pathfinder and how to do it correctly. So this is difficult for me, but I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, I'm, and I'm glad to hear that. And, and I, I'm asking these questions mostly because this is a departure for a number of you. And I'm, I want to know your thoughts, you know, as the GM and how the game felt, but also for listeners, how how is this playing out in your head? How did you feel about it? You know, a little bit of analysis and thoughts on it now that we've sort of wrapped this up. Uh, by the way, we have skipped the end of session um, wrap up move. If we're not coming back to this with these characters, I'm not too worried about it. If we are, we can do it without later. Yeah, that's fine. No big deal. Um, it's running relatively long, so I didn't want to spend a ton of time on that, but we did have a couple of hooks come into play. I, I do anticipate yeah, you will see this again. Yeah, I'm one well, XP away from leveling again. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And well, you know what? Maybe afterward it's fine. Um, yeah, I just don't want us to completely forget what we did. Um, or we could re-listen to the recording or something. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the good news is there are a ton of PBTA games out there. And there are also other story games out there. And that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do is say, hey, Ryan... And listeners who aren't familiar with this, maybe, you know, Ben, Liz, I don't know how much story game experience you guys have. Um, this is a style of game that's out there that is different from the traditional games you've heard on the podcast before and that people might be familiar with. I want to just kind of present it as a thing to hear and experience vicariously or in some cases directly, for example you four um <laughs> and those impressions are important so that 
other people, you know, the listeners can either be like, oh yeah, I agree. Or, mm, no, this, this sounded like it'd be a lot of fun or mm, uh, no, this sounded awful. I, I, I hated listening to this part of it, you know, whatever, right. This, this sounded like a pain to play, whatever the opinion is. Um, but I just wanted to get those opinions out there so that listeners had something to compare to and hear you guys, vo- you know, bring your thoughts into a, a solid form of feedback. But thank you all for playing. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate the opportunity to, to show you this. Thank and you for taking the opportunity. If this oh, is the kind of yeah, game yeah, people are interested in, there are so many Powered by the Apocalypse games. There are so many similar story games. The, uh, I mean, you've heard Roll for Shoes before. That's a very, again, player-driven kind of thing where the GM is mostly just telling you consequences and nothing else. Same Same approach. Uh, there are a lot of these, as crunchy or as light as you want. So if there's a genre that appeals, trust me, there's probably something that we can make work. Yeah, there's one called Fellowship that I've had my eye on since it showed up in um, a bundle of holding and I picked it up. We've talked about that one before, yeah. that one. Yeah, and Grant um, has played that before and we talked about that on Saving yes. the Game a fair bit. So. I played the first edition. Um, the second edition recently had a bundle release, so we picked that up. And um, I've played Spaceworm versus Moonicorn, which adds the added complication of player versus player goals, where there's Spaceworm. Think like... Um, Oh, who's the bad guy in Shira? Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's that kind of like an animated show kind of a a thing. A little bit, but but not necessarily animated. It's that, but it's that whole like here's one pole, here's another pole, and at the end of it, the players end up aligning and seeing who whose perspective on the world is right, and also there's a third party trying to cause problems and that's the gm faction okay uh, can we actually i need to actually wrap up i actually do have to go now yeah, um no problem. time's caught up with me a little bit um oh yeah no problem. but folks problem. do All expect right, to hear hear more of something like this in the future if, if grant is willing um because oh, yeah. we have very much enjoyed this uh thank you for listening city on the hill gaming.com patreon.com slash city on the hill gaming um our website is broken but i'm working on it hopefully by the time you actually hear this one that that should be fixed um so yeah, more of this and or other things to come. We'll we'll let you know. Um, Peter, Ben, Grant, Liz, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, say say bye to the nice listeners. Take care, everybody. Listeners. Thanks, folks. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you for listening. And have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to know more, find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com or by sending us an email at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at City on a Hill Game or find us online at patreon.com slash City on a Hill Gaming. Thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, JD, Brian, Sir Lord Epic Name, Andrew, Christina, and Tony. We really thank you guys for everything you do to support the show and we truly appreciate you. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.